0: Hi friends, it's Aislinn.
1: And Joe, welcome to season three at our dinner table.
0: And nothing is off limits at our nope. dinner table. So settle in, mm. grab your favorite beverage. And pull up a chair. Because we have a lot to talk about.
1: You get up before I do. <laughs> yeah. you have got your whole little ritual. And yes, that's a rooster it's going to be crowing (laughs) the entire time. We've got a new rooster. Yes. It's interesting because since we recorded two episodes before we left on the trip, it's been a whole week that we've been back, over a week. Yeah. And so much has happened, including getting two new chickens, including a rooster, Mm -hmm. and we learned how cockfighting is so easy to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not only that, but I've also been very sick over the last week. So yeah, here I am at five a.m. in the morning. I have a brand new rooster who yesterday I have already had to chicken sit all day long because him and Nimrod, our original rooster, have been fighting it
1: out—aggressive, v- violent yeah, like fighting, hurting
0: themselves. And what ends up happening in a flock like that when you introduce a new rooster? Mm-hmm is that the ladies will attack the rooster too if the rooster is getting a win. You know what I mean? We've started calling him Mr. Man. Mr. Man has, is just being obliterated by the whole flock at this point. And oh, I'm but like, he
1: can, he'll start the fights.
0: Well, here's the thing. In the beginning of the fighting, the, the, the one thing to know about roosters is no matter how badly they're getting beaten, they will continue to be aggressors also. Mm-hmm. That's their job, I mean, really. He was getting knocked back, getting knocked back, but he was coming back. Like, I've got to assert myself here or I'm never going to get it, you know? And then, like, with the ladies, I would try to leave him alone to kind of assert himself, but they were knocking the shit out of him, too. And so that first day, I spent just kind of, you know, watching him. And I must have known and didn't know that I must have been feeling sick because I didn't do much with my day that day. Actually, Tommy came out that day, and we just kind of chilled and caught up and Mm -hmm. did a few things, but mostly watched The Rooster and stuff like that. Then... Each morning, even after being as sick as I can imagine being, I would get up at 5 a.m., put my coveralls on, head out, open up the coop, go in, get this rooster out, put him on the outside, which is the decision I finally made when they kept fighting that day was, let me just put him on the outside of the fence. Of the
1: fence run, yeah.
0: Yes. Because then at least... They still have the same smells, hormones. They're crowing. They're both crowing. They're
1: getting used to one another, but not at one another. They can't physically fight.
0: Yes. And because he has no experience of being around here and it's all new to him, this is the only place he knows his home. So he doesn't stray from around the run or the yard or anything like that. He just stays there.
1: Well, and then we should say that we had for the first time since we've lived here and because it's so brown and, you know, we had a couple of freezes, freezes, we opened that run door wide to let them free range in the entire backyard you didn't have a lot of things that they could ruin or eat that you didn't want them to eat
0: right the other little chicken we got is a little girl and her name is goldie and she's the tiniest little golden banty she's a banty which means she's
1: that smaller
0: like tiny like a like a dove like the size of a dove right she actually can scoot through the gate holes right and so that was her friend that came with her here So she followed him out.
1: So it's a flock of two on the outside of the fence and the entire flock, the rest of the flock on the inside of the fence.
0: Yeah. So anyways, me getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning, going out to the coop, doing this whole thing. And these are the days that have gone by. And then you're not getting home until after dark because Savannah's back in a play again and whatever. So I got to get back out there at dark and make sure that they get everybody gets to bed. Without
1: killing one another. Without
0: killing one another. Right. So we're four or five days into this now. And
1: it's it's evening out as like we assumed that it would. But my point was just you get up earlier than I do. Yeah, so this yeah. morning I get up ready to go get my first yeah cup of this coffee. morning
0: i'm sitting here saying please no let, let me you go this morning let me yeah, I you totally know did.
1: but <laughs> when i get out of bed and you're on the couch and you've got the dog next to you you go this is clearly your dog oh yeah <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> look how stinky and dirty he is <laughs> like what? what good
0: morning you know how you know whenever your your kids are doing something they're not supposed to be doing because they get really quiet for a really long time?
1: What was he doing? Well,
0: he was outside and he was very quiet. And usually he's back at the door yipping, trying to get back inside in the early mornings because the best thing about the early mornings is I sit and drink coffee and read my books and meditate and whatever. And he gets to sit in my lap. Finally, I'm like, I better go check on him because he's too quiet. He must be doing something. And I go out there, and he's inside the chicken
1: run. Right, because the gate is open. They're all free-ranging. And
0: he had to have been digging around over there in the disgusting slop bowl area it's and like, eating the all the grossest
1: crap. thing here? Ah, let me roll around in it.
0: And he was disgusting. Elbow-to-elbow elbow brown, shitty smell. <laughs> like Happy as hell. Because after this long trip of uh, going out of town with him, we needed to get him cleaned up and groomed and everything like that. So you had taken him over.
1: Well, I didn't want to get him groomed before we went on our road trip, right. because we were headed into cold territory, right. and the more fur, the better.
0: Right, exactly.
1: So that's why we recorded two episodes two weeks ago, Yeah. was when we got back from our trip, I didn't want to have to rush with you to record and edit. Yeah. So now here we are, a full almost week and a half since we've gotten home.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And we're ready to tell the tales. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we go on any further, welcome to our dinner table.
0: Thanks for joining us at the dinner table. We
1: are so glad you're here.
0: We are very glad you're here. We, we have hope a that you're bunch of a great story. Week.
1: We have a bunch of stories to tell you. Now, this was our first road trip, multi-night stay out with a dog. In our whole relationship, we haven't had a dog together on a trip.
0: And the thing was, is that he knew. I was very excited to see him get excited. And it was like a full 24 hours before we were actually leaving that he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. We were sharing the stories when we got back into town and kind of talking about some of the experiences we had. And my brother made the comment, like something about, I don't understand people that take their dogs in everywhere. Little dogs. He goes, but I guess that's, that's what it is with the little dogs. And I was like, I don't know. I just want to take my dog. I mean, that's why I got him. Like, <laughs> like I want to take him with me everywhere I go.
1: But how do you think he did Ultimately,
0: the whole time we were on the trip, I kept thinking I could not have picked a better dog for my lifestyle than this dog. He sat in my lap the entire road trip. And then when he was ready, when we were ready to go on to the next adventure, he was hopping
1: too, ready to go. And it worked out to where we were stopping almost or I was noting every two hours. Mm -hmm. It's going to take us two, two hour increments to get to College Station for night one. Mm -hmm. It's going to take... Three two-hour increments to get from College Station to Hot Springs. And every time we'd stop, gas stations, they'd look for that little patch of grass maybe behind it or a a rest area, which was a lot better.
0: Yeah. I would take
1: a picture of you with his little red jacket on.
0: There's something about humanizing dogs that makes them seem a little less dog-like, which means people don't get so offended when you try to bring them into, like, fancy you know, sure.
1: like, restaurants and sure. stuff Sure. Like we were that. never denied you can bring your dog in here, but half of that is that he's hidden in a bag, and all you see is just his tennis ball-sized head sticking out the bag.
0: Are we going to say we were honestly never denied? Because I I believe that conversation may come up.
1: Well, I think that you've teed (laughs) us up perfectly for the end of the conversation today about the trip. Did you ever get sick of me, bored with me, angry with me, stuck in the car during the trip thing? We have not talked about this.
0: Absolutely not. I didn't either. As a matter of fact, I told Tommy, I said that, and this is going to be so far out that people that are not as far out as I am might go, what the hell is she talking about? But that's fine. You're, far you're more than criticism? welcome to... No, it's not a criticism. Okay. It's just who I am. Go ahead. But I told my friend Tommy, I said, I felt like we were living in the fifth dimensional world the entire time we were on vacation, which I think a lot of people do when they're on vacation, you know, but at the same time, it, it didn't even feel like, oh, we're on a vacation and oh, now we have to go home. It didn't feel like that no. at all. It just felt like we entered into something that we needed to experience together for a while, and it was a really nice experience. Can you think of anything about our trip that wasn't just truly perfection?
1: No, and I can't wait to share the stories.
0: That's what I mean when I say I felt like we were in a fifth dimensional world. It felt like we were in a completely different place, that it just was completely beautiful and loving and kind. and. Everything fell together so naturally. It's like every parking place we ever needed was, like, perfectly available for us. Every <laughs> I know that sounds like a silly, like, example, but every Airbnb we went to couldn't have been better. The things we brought on the trip could not have been more well-planned, you know? And it wasn't as if we knew all of that before it got there. It just was this perfect trip.
1: Unanswered oh, question. question. We were talking about the way we travel last week and you brought up how we will detour from time to time to see something interesting that certainly appeals to us yeah we had that experience when we went to phoenix and then drove to sedona but we could not remember the name of the attraction yes it was arcosanti
0: yes arcosanti i remember that
1: now now google arcosanti because i had never heard of it prior to mm-hmm. that trip mm-hmm. that we went on arcosanti is a projected experimental town That also has, it's like a commune, but Uh in in order to raise income, visitors there, there's a molten bronze bell casting business there. Uh Uh-huh. Remember the gift shop?
0: Yeah, really cool.
1: It's about 70 miles north of Phoenix. Now, the Italian-American architect Paolo Soleri conceived it and started it in 1970. To demonstrate how urban conditions could be improved while minimizing the destructive impact on the Earth. So what they did was built a city with concrete castings Mm -hmm. that looks like, and I know that I'm not the first person to say this, Star Wars, the Tatooine planet, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the little concrete looking structures that Luke Skywalker was being raised in before Ben Kenobi took him off to, you know.
0: They were like concrete yurts, basically.
1: And it was fascinating.
0: Mm-hmm. To me, things like that are a peek back into the time of the first thoughts of an Aquarian age. Which now we are actually in the Aquarian age. It's fascinating to see how those types of things are going to fast forward now into a future where they actually have some oomph behind them to actually carry them through. But mm-hmm. it, there's the, there are these like sustainable co-op pieces of land. Somebody bought a piece of land went in and started developing something, and it was just before its time is all. And there's a lot of that in history. If we look back in history of us repeating the same errors over and over again, you'll see where someone was trying to create solutions to things that were just ahead of their time.
1: Sure. Then we talked about a big pot of black-eyed peas that I had made. Yeah. And you always say this, and I never dug into it. You know, those aren't actually black eye peas. Those are purple whole peas, but they freaking look like black eye peas and they taste like black eyed peas, so I haven't really mm-hmm. given it much thought. But I thought we could dig into that just a little bit. Black eye peas and purple whole peas are indeed two different species of cowpeas. Mm-hmm. They're also beans, not peas. Mm-hmm. Both high in protein and fiber. Now, they're believed to be native to Africa, the cowpea, mm-hmm. and came to America via the slave trade. We've talked about that so many times. Mm-hmm. And they can flourish in poor soil conditions and sandy soils, which is why they really took off in the South, shifting from peasant food, anyone can grow this, anyone can eat this, to a staple of Southern culinary framework.
0: Yeah, they're nitrogen-fixing plants, and the reason why they thrive in high-sandy, drought, arid-type situations is because the seeds do well in places where they're most needed, and places where they are most needed is soil that is deficient in nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Farmers in early days, before we had these magical, chemically made nitrogens to put on everything, would plant fields and fields of cowpeas, almost like a cover crop or uh, an initial crop. And then they would allow, you know, of course, the cows would come along and you know they could eat the scruff of it. And and you're
1: planting cow food.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the thing that happened a lot of times in the old days is when the plantation, the farmer, whoever, basically believed that they were doing good for their servants or their help would let them glean the food that was left after the animals and the different things had gone through
1: it. The cows have had (laughs) what they need. You humans now go ahead and see if you can find anything in there to eat. And they would collect, And this
0: makes me a good guy. I'm a good farmer. Right, right. I'm a very
1: nice person. (laughs) Listen, property. (laughs) I haven't really fed you very well. So if there's anything the cows haven't used, you can go ahead and try. And then, of course, what have we done? That's a society. Taking peasant food. Yeah. Which is such a horrible, ugly term. But that's what they call it. And converting it into a delicacy. So purple whole peas, black eyed peas, help me. It's like the um, they're the same, what are they subcategories of the exact same species? And they are so similar to whereby the naked eye, basically, the purple whole pea, when you dry, it has a Depends greenish tint. Depends on whose
0: naked eye is looking
1: at it. Because sure, if sure, my sure. naked
0: eye is looking at it, I can tell you the difference between a purple whole pea and a black eyed pea. But because they're so <laughs> similar,
1: you really can say black eyed peas for both without being wrong. But what's well, it's hap- like
0: a purple green bean. That you call a green bean, yeah. even though it's not yeah, a green yeah. bean, it it's looks, a purple
1: bean. Same shape, same yeah. flavor. Yeah. But what's happened is over time, a lot of people have come to prefer the purple whole pea, Yeah. but still just call it all black eyed peas. Yeah. It is said that they are creamier in texture. Yeah. It is said they have a more dense black eyed pea flavor. Yeah. I'm They're also gonna,
0: bigger. They produce better. Like I'm the just going to continue calling better. them black
1: eyed peas. Is that okay?
0: Yeah. I actually grow them for food, not for cow food, and not for um, slop or, you know, (laughs) whatever.
1: Slop them over a big hunk of fresh cornbread and I'm a happy guy.
0: Exactly.
1: So let's get into this trip. Okay. We took my mother's Mercedes SUV.
0: I came up with this theory as we were traveling along that we used the
1: Waterford. Yes, that's right. That's right. (laughs) We used the fine china on this trip. And, and I'll don't tell, tell you, anybody how we used it. Exactly. Because we didn't put like a five course meal on that china. We we slopped some black eyed peas, slopped around a little bit.
0: <laughs> we will get into that, but I will tell you that there was a unpaved road that. Uh, sh- 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 sh-
1: these are spoilers. Oh these my spoilers. god,
0: I want to tell them so bad.
1: So we have larger SUVs, and we're used to transporting and driving around in those. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a downsize, right? And it was time for me to load up the car and you had done a majority of the packing of like grocery food, your seventeen bags share.
0: That's not true. Ja Jagabor. That's not true.
1: Let's like we're headed on a six five, six day road trip and you've got a piece of luggage for every two days that we're gonna be gone.
0: I had one bag that was full of coveralls. A coat. Like, I had one bag that was so full of warm stuff that it didn't matter what happened on our trip. I was going to be warm.
1: That's a good point. The day after we left Arkansas, Mm -hmm. an Arctic thing blew through there. And the park that we had just hiked in was closed to the public.
0: Exactly. I was preparing for that, potentially. I'm
1: not making fun. I got (laughs) all of that stuff into the back of the car, along with our big ice chest full of, like, Drinks. When I say drinks, I'm talking like
0: Topo Chico, yeah, bubble water, beer, kombucha,
1: hard kombucha, soft kombucha. I mean, we were prepared for anything. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle seat, it was filled with groceries. Yep. It looked like I'd spent two hundred dollars at the grocery store and and just put all of the. I no, I hadn't hadn't at all. I guess you're kind of right. I thought we were putting too much in the car.
0: You walked out the door and you were talking to somebody, and you said something like, Hey, Solange, you think she's packing up for Italy or something like that? And, and then <laughs> you asked me, You go, who, who are you talking to? I go,
1: Yourself, the same person you always talk to. I love to. that guy. <laughs> he has the best conversations with me.
0: But, but you had convinced yourself inside your mind that there was going to be plenty
1: of like. Oh, no, I knew that when we got there, we would find. Certainly in the Hot Springs area, there was a grocery store, several grocery stores. And where we live... But
0: see, I had been there.
1: I know. Where we live in South Texas, even in the rural towns... There's always a convenience store.
0: Not Yeah, where we live, where but we not live. in like West Texas. There's
1: always one place to get a jug of water or a bag of nuts or whatever it is, you know. A bag of nuts. Bag of nuts. Well, no, that's, that was listen, my assumption going in. That's
0: a funny thing about someone that has spent most of their life on the big highways of
1: Texas. Sure.
0: Because oh. you have simply forgotten... Part of the reason I well, California shifted was
1: the same way. I mean, but
0: California is a completely different place.
1: I understand? Okay.
0: So are you com- serious? Literally, it's what? so freaking different than Texas. Um, <laughs> but re- I, if you remember, part of the reason why I shifted us from going to Trilingua. To going to Arkansas is because I thought at least this time of year in January that going to Arkansas we'd have a little bit more stuff on the road mm-hmm. between here and there. You might have forgotten I know you didn 't see all the big bin the way I know it, and that is once you get up there, you are literally hours from a grocery store. Mm-hmm. When you get into the place where your Airbnb is, you are hours from the grocery store. And there are a couple of restaurants up there, but they're usually closed in the like
1: weekdays,
0: off-season, you know. Okay,
1: so put a pin in that. We may come back to that. Mm -hmm. Driving to Hot Springs, we've got a perfect pit stop to spend the night. That's College Station. Yes. Number one, I start looking for Airbnbs around the College Station area. Yes. And and knowing what our Airbnbs are going to be in Arkansas, I said, hey, we could go in Bryan, Texas, which is just adjacent to College Station where the boys are. There's a single high-rise, seven floors, old hotel Mm -hmm. on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Would you like to try that? Yeah. So then I ask you, what's the difference between getting a hotel room through the hotel Mm -hmm. and getting it through Airbnb? Airbnb was cheaper. (laughs) I, I don't know why, but whatever. So we get there, and the first thing that the receptionist says to me as I'm checking in is... If you look over here, we have complimentary earplugs for all of our guests because (laughs) trains come by in the middle of the night. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I get two packages of those and put them in my pocket. We're only going to be there one night and we're going to meet our boys for dinner and drinks. Go down to the lobby. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Let's get some appetizers. Mm -hmm. We ordered some deviled eggs.
0: And you kept saying, well, I don't know if I want to order the deviled eggs because I don't think the boys will like that. And I go, well, you think the boys won't like that? I was like, are you sure the boys won't like that? And what I was saying. And then all of a sudden you go, no, Hunter won't like them. And I was like, yeah. Because in my mind, this is not a joke. I'm literally imagining Cortland coming in and being like, ooh, deviled eggs. You go out.
1: To walk the dog.
0: And I see these two kids walk in the place. Uh And all of a sudden I go, that's my boys right there. Uh They walk up. Cortland, I'm not even kidding you. He didn't even ask. Oh, I want one of those! And he like reaches down and grabs one of those deviled eggs and like inhales it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's delicious, Mom. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> Corland has literally driven from Houston to College Station just to have dinner with us yeah. at, at Ronin because he's a smart kid and he knows how to get good food. <laughs> he was raised right. He goes. He um, was raised right. He was. Okay. <laughs> He was raised right to want expensive food. Yeah. I don't even know, but I saw it. Like, I could feel it. Like, the mom in me could feel this, like...
1: I'm it's like a, whispering. I remember that they crossroads. Don't, they
0: don't know what they're do. Do you?
1: Yeah, they've got because one foot I'm a in girl college. And I never. I had this conversation with Savannah recently. As you're a, thinking about college, you have one foot in high school and one. Lily's there now. Oh, God. She's got a foot and a half in the college experience that yeah. she's still looking forward to. and she's half of a, a foot hurry. in high school.
0: She's always been in a hurry, though.
1: The boys have one foot in college and one foot into the unknown.
0: Oh, yeah. But so do we all, which I think is so fascinating about the whole thing, because that was part of what Cortland said to me that really got me. He's finally to that age where he's the age that his father was when he was born. And he's going, holy, holy, they don't know what they're doing. In fact, nobody knows what they're doing right now. Right. <laughs> and they're all, and I'm supposed to be
1: figuring out what I'm doing with my adult life Well, now? the best laid plans that I have made got hijacked by covid oh, yeah. and they're still being uh, this shift of they the they have entire a bigger world. fear than
0: covid at this point that's exactly he what has, i'm saying and especially a kid in finances right auditing he has a fear of the economic collapse i can promise you that mm-hmm. he has a, f- a full fear of like everything he studied for being like right. no point at all
1: yeah the career is kind of laid out if i follow step one two three but step one two and three have all been thrown out the window so where am i going
0: but he's still planning. Of you know I mean I think that that's it and Well and- tonight
1: we're planning to just dig into a big fat chicken fried steak.
0: Well, and that's, you can see how his mind's working that night. He's like, I'm not trying not hard to think about the future, but.
1: <laughs> let me it, stay in this moment.
0: Let me stay in this moment. Except and this that moment's that got deviled eggs. This, gorr, yeah. Gorr,
1: <laughs> gorr. And Hunter's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's mine? I don't get anything. I mean, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes, I, I hear him whisper to Cortland and they are roommates and yes, they go they out together yes. all the time. They're best yes. friends, blah, blah, blah. He leans over to Cortland and I've got one eye on him and he goes, he's looking at the cocktail menu. What's our budget tonight? <laughs> And I go, well, and
0: Cortland's over here, like being the kid that he is, uh-huh. like budget. What do you mean, mom's yeah. paying for this? Yeah, our,
1: <laughs> our folks are here. I said, Hunter, there's no, there's no budget tonight." And he goes, "Oh, well, in that case, can we get a charcuterie plate?" And I look at my watch because we do have a reservation. We got plenty of time. Uh-huh. Of course, bro, go for it. And I guess I'll take the old fashioned. <laughs> and then I look at the menu, and the old fashioned is eleven dollars. Not to some people, eleven dollars is a ton of money for a cocktail. Well, it turns out that these boys have got their going out down to a science with budget. Mm. Dad, Tuesday is $2 pint night at such and such. And Wednesdays, if they decide to go out, they got every single night planned out and the budget is a concern. But tonight, it's on us.
0: That's what I figured out about my thoughts about this whole process with the boys and where they are in this whole thing. And that is, they follow directions. Mm -hmm. They went off to college. They were told, do this, do this, do this, do this. And all of that included, enjoy college, make mistakes, call us if you need us, budget your money, don't sleep too late, get up and go to class, get a job. Go to class, get an A. Yeah. Go to class, get an A.
1: Meaning if you go to class, it's hard not to get an A.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So here are the directions. If you follow the directions, you will do well in college. They have done exactly that. Sure. Now what?
1: Right. (laughs) And I want to be clear, it's not like I took out $5,000 in $100 bills and as we're going through the trip, we're just kind of flying everywhere we go. The first thing I did when we said, it is time for us to go on a vacation, let's go to Hot Springs, I created a budget on a spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. Airbnb number one, night number three, da-da-da-da-da, food budget. Mm-hmm. I put a nice figure in because when we travel, we want to eat things that we can't normally get and let's face it, we want to kind of eat large. Yeah. And I'm going to do a little thing right now where I don't remember what the episode number was, but I'm going to plug it in later. So, (laughs) here we go. So, we went down to Ronan, which you and I have previously talked about in a couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. 1.52. Ronan has become a tradition when we go to College Station. The boy or the boys, depending on who's in town when we are there, Mm -hmm. can expect Mm -hmm. to be taken out to this restaurant for a treat. Yep. Everything is farm to table. There's a farm off premises where they Mm -hmm. literally grow as much of the food that is prepared in the restaurant as possible. They locally source or regionally source Mm -hmm. clean meat in all meat categories. You can eat anything with no fear.
0: And some of the things come directly off their own farm. I know the pork comes directly off of their farm. Okay. And the vegetables, probably most of them, but Mm -hmm. not all of them, come directly off the farm. It's actually very similar, in all honesty, to what's happening here, except that it would be that if we say Taft was College Station or Bryan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we had an actual big city Mm -hmm. to say, okay, now we're going to open up a restaurant. And I guess we do with Corpus Christi, but I'm not interested in going that direction in life.
1: Folks that like (laughs) to dine like we do have an understanding about seasonality when it comes to produce that most Americans do not have. My mom is a really good example. Joe, are you going to the farmer's market? Yes. Yes. Do they have, and then she'll list things that are out of season. And I have to say to her over and over, no, it's not time for tomatoes. No, it's no, cucumbers aren't in right now. In most restaurants, when you go to get a salad, there's always going to be what on there? A slice of cucumber, a couple of tomatoes, da 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 And if you're buying that when it's not in season, you are not buying that locally at all. It's coming off of a truck because seasonality is occurring somewhere in the world.
0: It could be coming off of a very nice greenhouse, but you also have to be in a very, very big, wealthy city to have those mm-hmm. kinds of things available
1: to you year-round. But it means that at this restaurant, the menu is never the same. Right. But one thing they have Mm -hmm. on this menu is a big chicken fried steak. Yep. Well, guess what?
0: I'll tell you exactly what happened. We sit down at this table and everybody's jonesing for a chicken fried steak. I'm even jonesing for a chicken fried steak, but I, I might can't have ordered eat one. A chicken fried steak. Because I this ah, is the, the first time we've been it. to Ronin since exactly, exactly. So I'm like already like, "Dang, I'm going to have to skip it. I'm going to be sad because I'm going be so to be watching you all eat this over where I there. underplay
1: the deliciousness of my chicken fried steak so as not to make you too too jealous."
0: Hunter's over there looking at the menu, and he gets ready to order. He's looking at this, and he's looking at that, and they're kind of tossing around some ideas as if they're going to order anything other than the chicken fried steak. And the
1: restaurant's full.
0: Hunter says, you know what would be the worst thing is if we ordered the chicken fried steak and they tell us they don't have it tonight. We're like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm not kidding you. In my mind, I thought, damn, he's dumb, dumb, because <sighs> he probably just manifested that for himself. I end up ordering the pho, because they've got pho on the menu tonight. And the noodles you can eat. And I had the waitress just double, double check that there wasn't any kind of gluten in there mm-hmm. when she began to understand. And the kind of restaurant
1: where they're used to these types of questions. Yes. and Sometimes she's like, you'll say, is that gluten-free? And the server will look at you like they've heard a term for the very first time. And you go, no. I'm erring on the side of caution now.
0: No, but and sometimes they'll go places like this. They know things well enough to know. They go, are you really gluten-free. And I I know they don't mean that to be condescending. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to understand what is your actual allergy.
1: Are you just avoiding gluten for some reason other than that if you do eat it, you will get violently ill?
0: No, I (laughs) will get violently ill. So let's try to avoid that. So she went back and double-checked and said, no, the pho was great. It was a good option for me. So I'm going to do the pho, and it's got chicken, beef, all these beautiful vegetables in it. It was just amazing and delicious. The boys of course, ordered the chicken fried steak. And you ordered... Pulled pork tacos? Yes. They were good. They were good. I had a bite of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't eat the taco part, but I ate the pork and it was quite delicious. So after we get all our stuff settled and we've ordered another charcuterie board yeah <laughs> because that's what there is well not only that but we also ordered the thing that Cortland was like i gotta order this too and that was the fried vegetables yes which was another thing i would have always ordered right also but they weren't, they weren't very good and apparently they were like the best thing everybody ate ended up eating that
1: okay i'll be honest they were fantastic
0: exactly so all this is ordered everything's great right and then the waitress walks back to the table very timidly Guess what she said, you guys.
1: <laughs> right. Guess what she said.
0: She said, I'm really sorry to have to say this, but we're out of chicken fried steak.
1: <laughs> I'm tempted to send the boys a gift card so they can go enjoy a couple of chicken fried steaks oh. and I'll do it earlier in the in the night because we got a late reservation. Yeah. We were going to wine and dine these boys and have cocktails before we went and... Had we gone earlier, they would have gotten the chicken fried steak.
0: I don't think they were happy with what they ended up getting. Although they ate it all and happily ate it. but
1: Well, that's just expectation versus reality. They had yes. such high expectations that were dashed. Corlin food...
0: got shrimp, mm-hmm. um, some kind of like Thai shrimp dish mm-hmm. that was good, but wasn't as great as mm-hmm. some of and the Hunter other things the I've eaten there. the tacos I did. Yes, the tacos were fantastic. Yeah, they, were
1: great. they couldn't have been unhappy. And we wanted to get up and out and on the road early. So I think we called it a night rather than, you know, having a nightcap or enjoying a little more time with the boys. But what a fantastic first phase to what was going to be an amazing I love those
0: boys so much. I went away from that meal. Now I'm going to get all teary about it. I went away from that meal and got up that morning and started singing. I don't know what's going on with those boys, but we've got to do some more communicating with them because it's time. They're ready. They're ready to know well, what the you next phases are. We certainly anticipated
1: are. some level of anxiety he that they that. had that I they were not that they were not we were not used to hearing about.
0: Right. But then also Cortland said it. Cortland said like, "Gosh, man, you finally realize one day that your parents are just people." And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah.
1: We've given we pretty are. good advice up until now, but at some point, man, we're we're handing the baton to you yeah. to be fully in charge of yourself.
0: And then he said another thing that really got me thinking. On the whole trip, he said that he has anxiety, and, and he has made comments like that to me before. And of course, a child of mine is going to have some anxiety to have to learn to cope with, mm-hmm. because. I'm an anxious person Mm -hmm. and I've learned a lot about my anxiety, but they grew up with me and he's known me since I was 20 years old.
1: (laughs) Right. I'd be really curious if anyone that's joined us at the table today that has a college-aged kid or maybe late high school kid is feeling and seeing the same thing from their own kids.
0: Kids that are transitioning into their first jobs. Right.
1: I mean, yeah, because I've always said that I really feel bad. I mean, it's years removed now almost, but that Hunter's freshman year of college. And think about your freshman year of college and how formative and fun and transitory and I'm on my own for the... Was taken away from him. Think
0: about Savannah's years of high school. The high school. Same thing. The,
1: we will never be able to share. Even there's always like a generational experience difference. Well, in my day. But it was the no. same. You yeah. go to the place and you have the social politics with your friends. But that's taken away from you and you're spending your entire freshman year of high school, freshman year of college on a computer in your parents' house.
0: I know that people are probably somewhat sick of me trying to say, oh, I'm so prophetic in my blah, blah, blah. But. Joe, I've probably said it on this podcast before, and I know that I've said it sitting around the dinner table with the kids at the table multiple times, is that is, I'm not sure we're going to be able to prepare you for what's coming. And that was before the pandemic. We're going to do everything we can to prepare you to be the most kind and loving and acceptable and courteous Mm -hmm. and prepared for being creative be creative beings because you're going to have to figure things out but i said repeatedly when they were younger we're not going to know what to tell you to do when it gets time for you to get into careers and things like that because that world's going to be a completely different world and i had no idea what was coming right
1: well let's put a pin in that let's put a pin in your son's anxiety we may come back to that The framework of the trip has been laid out on my Google map that I made. And once we get to Hot Springs, I have already found all the farm to table type experiences, restaurants that have gluten-free options. They're there so that when we get there, we can select without having to do any research. What I hadn't done was put anything on the trip between College Station and Hot Springs. Right.
0: Because there's not a lot, I mean, in that direction.
1: Well, there's the, there's the way the crow flies. Right. Which is what Google always set you off on yeah and then there are variations and detours that you can take
0: yeah i mean we could have gone to dallas to get tot springs sure yeah take a couple extra hours but we could have gone to dallas right you know like
1: so that next morning this is the thought that i had i want to get up and out
0: i love that i love i love getting up early i love getting on the road and we did find a
1: coffee place just around the corner from the hotel and got some coffee but i was thinking to myself something ain't right here. Every time that Aston and I go on a vacation like this, we're going to do some kind of brunchy thing. You know, it's the first full day of the trip. Like we're out and we're in it. And I haven't planned that. So you start getting on your... Yeah,
0: you told me, oh, you're over there. Why don't you look and see if there's any place we could just find something to eat. And I look at the map and I'm like, you know, we could go a little bit off over here to like...
1: We can add an hour to our route, basically.
0: And go to like Tyler and some of these places that are a little bit more like bigger cities, a little yeah. bit bigger. Because at this point, you're not, we're not like dragging like, good Lord, we've been driving for... You know, no, no, like, no, yeah. We're not on our way home trying to get there as fast as we can. So I look at Tyler, I type in farm-to-table brunch, top of the list comes up this place called the Grove and Gardens
1: mm-hmm. and the I'm Grove, like kitchen and gardens
0: and here's the the way I choose a restaurant if it's got a charcuterie board on it then I know I'm not going to starve to death <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can eat something there
1: I haven't spent a bunch of time in Tyler Texas I,
0: well I, you know what my favorite part of Tyler Texas is is that some of the best soil scientists certainly the best soil scientists in Texas um live in Tyler Texas yeah so they got some good agriculture going on up there, we which is even, nice.
1: We even looked up the population. Do you remember what it was?
0: Like 160,000 or something like right, that. Right,
1: which is half of the size of Corpus Christi, where we live. Right, yeah. And we kind of know the but options. But it's close to are, Dallas. That's a
0: that's different, you and it know. And also
1: had a boom, I don't know, I'm going to guess now, a decade or two decades ago, of becoming like Fredericksburgian, in a way, of becoming like this tourist area where there's antiques and upscale. Yeah, yeah. And Well, we drive into the place... And it's like and a. And you're
0: like, what did you find us, Ace well, How did you do this?
1: Because it's very designed. Oh, yeah. It's very, the restaurant, the garage.
0: Lots of very much invested in a big project.
1: A big project. And um, I'm also looking at the clientele that's parking alongside of us and walking yes. in with us. And, and it's every like, car
0: there is like a Mercedes. W- or. When did we get to LA?
1: <laughs> Where are we? I even asked the waiter, because we got to know him a little bit. Of course. Of course, yeah. Hey, are these all residents of Tyler, do you think? Or are these all tourists? He's like, no, these are the, residents. These are the people that live here. I'm like, oh, okay. So anyway, it's a very frou-frou, cool restaurant.
0: It was very nice, you guys. Yeah, I got... So if you're ever in Tyler, Texas, go check I got my this place traditional
1: out. breakfast, but it's served with all kinds of little things. Believe
0: it or not, chilaquiles in Tyler, Texas. But here's the difference <laughs> between
1: Ronan and this place. Uh-huh. When we ask oh, the yeah. waiter, <laughs> if I get... Um, something with meat on it. Can uh-huh. I, basically, your question is, can I eat the bacon? Can I eat the sausage? Yeah. Where is it sourced from? And I know that this place is going to know the, I know that just like Ronan, where we just came from, they're going to know the answers to these questions.
0: He does start trying to ask. And then he goes and asks. And then, and then he comes back and he tells me, well, yeah, the chicken comes from local. It's, um, from Pilgrim. And then he tells me some other things. And as soon as he says the word, the chicken is local, and it's from Pilgrim, I'm going to have the chili killis, uh with no meat.
1: Right. Thank you. <laughs> in case you don't know, Pilgrim is a massive chicken place, like Tyson, you know.
0: It, yeah. It is the other Tyson in Texas, Which by the way. was like, a
1: weird theme in this road trip, was if you go and watch Food, Inc., there is a big section on how chicken in America is raised, mm-hmm. and how the chicken farmer that is smaller scale, that then sells their birds to one of these big conglomerates, gets put into the same position that folks that grow food through the Monsanto kind of program, where you have to buy our seeds and buy our chemicals to kill, and da da da.
0: It's just franchising, get, is all it is. I know, but they're it's like put into farm. this
1: horrible hole of finances, it's almost difficult to get out of. Mm hmm. And we began seeing these small little chicken farms everywhere we drove. Mm-hmm. Three big buildings on a small property that have the and big the fans. And the first time and we the drove big, past exactly one, as you, see you in pointed today. at
0: it and you go, what's that? And I said, that's a chicken farm. And he goes, Tyson chicken farm. Because <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a
1: requirement, some kind of legal requirement uh-huh. that if you're growing for Tyson or Pilgrim, it, it there's a placard on. On, your, uh-huh. on your front door.
0: Yeah, and uh, one of the things that you will not catch me accidentally eating is chicken from one of those big conglomerate farms. You
1: might sneak a piece of bacon from time to time without. Yeah, asking charcuterie. Too many I'm gonna grab but a
0: piece of cured beef or chorizo. I I do have a little bite of this or that, but when chicken, it comes to you, chicken, I, I can verify. No, you don't no, cheat on chicken. No, no, that shit's disgusting. I'm not here to be a bitch or offend people, but, but that is just the reality. I know how farming works. And I'm telling you right now that any chicken that costs $5 at the grocery store is not good food, period.
1: So now it's just a beeline to hot springs.
0: And it's funny because we stopped to use a rest stop Yeah. on the side, and you were like, oh, God, In Arkansas. these can't compete with Texas. And I'm like, no, you, you have to understand that this particular spot, there's no tourism travel going on here. It's this is nothing commerce. but truckers. Yeah. This is truckers, and they want us to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. They are, like, particular about keep yourself on the right side of the road, stay on the left side. I mean, and Texas roads are that way too for, like, being complimentary but mostly the reason they're like that is because the truckers need you to
1: get out of the way well it's like you know (laughs) what you know and when we travel on the interstate and it was a reminder that even number interstates i-10 i-20 i-30 run east to west Mm -hmm. west to east Mm -hmm. but odd number interstates run north to south south to north so when we go up 37 to san antonio there is a rest stop Mm -hmm. from san antonio to austin there is a rest stop and if you're not getting gas, and you don't want to be tempted by the commerce of stopping at a gas station, you stop at the rest area in Texas, and they are Very new nice. and clean. Yes, and
0: yes. Not admittedly.
1: <laughs> Listen, Arkansas.
0: <laughs> they did a much better job on different road stops. We stopped that. <laughs> in I-30,
1: the I-30 rest stop closest to the Texas border needs an upgrade. <laughs>
0: Not to pick on truckers, by the way. Like, please don't take it that way. I'm just saying that they are well, they on have a, a job to do. They're, they're, that's what they're doing. We're that's strolling what that along with our route. dog in a coat. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, get the hell out. Get that stupid Mercedes Benz out of our way. But when we
1: get off of the interstate to head north to Hot Springs, oh, what a different drive. Uh, now yeah. we're winding and curving and the pines are super tall and... Oh, it was so nice. It was so much fun. Hot Springs is the very first national park Mm -hmm. predating Yosemite. Yeah. There are thermal waters that come out of the ground that are the city's main attraction and they come out at 135 and they're, you know, super mineralized and people for decades have used them for therapy and for healing and for drinking.
0: Why do you think the federal government decided to take over part of a thing and make it a national park in, in an area where there was hot springs? Well, I think
1: the contextually, we could never understand what that area looked like back then, but I don't know. I, I think there was must have been some kind of public clamoring for making sure that this place did not get ruined somehow. Do you
0: really think that that was what it was about? Cause well, what I what just... would it
1: have been? Because I don't know of any natural resources on that land that the government was going to try to you know, do anything with. We'll talk about mining and stuff like that uh, next week, but I don't know. What do you think?
0: I think that the federal government believed that it had an opportunity for money.
1: Could be, could that be. There was money
0: to be made there.
1: Could be uh, they what eventually happened was a row of bathhouses that took exactly. advantage of this water that was coming out yeah. and began offering bathhouse services to Yeah and it became America's spa you know and yeah. so you've got this city it was so fascinating you got this city where there's a line of magnolia trees on one side of the road and then this row of these old ancient 1880s bathhouses and behind the bathhouses if you want to take a little walk you can see one of these naturally occurring thermal springs you can put your hand in it you can take mm-hmm. a picture next to it you can mm-hmm. see the steam rising mm-hmm. off of it because the air is cold and then if you keep walking there's miles of trails And then across the street is city property. Mm -hmm. And then behind that block is now, again, the federal property. Mm -hmm. And the guy I was talking to was like, if you commit a crime on this side of the Magnolias, it's a federal crime. If you walk five feet over there and commit the same crime, it's not.
0: Yeah, there's all kinds of things that I've learned since then about what occurred in Hot Springs since the 1800s when all the national parks and all the things started
1: sure one place that i know we're gonna go in hot springs and that superior bathhouse brewing yes when your family drove back through hot springs and stopped at superior Bathhouse, you picked up a growler which is you know you bought a jug from them filled it with beer and drove it down to me mm-hmm. i took that beer to beer in a movie the other podcast that i do mm-hmm. and that launched us on a whole thing about golden stouts and blah 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 yeah So I was super eager to go visit it in person because I remember the beer being so good every time I've had it. And
0: they make it with the thermal waters. Right. So we Mm -hmm. sit down.
1: The dog's in a pouch with his head sticking out.
0: Nobody said a single word to me about him.
1: And got a flight of those beers, a burger.
0: I had a hibiscus, I don't know, cider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that.
1: Poke around the town a little bit, head to our Airbnb. Airbnb, at a time when our city is trying to limit the amount of Airbnbs and making such a stupid decision in doing so, Such a short-sighted, ill-conceived... Small-minded. 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 People with money that don't like the thing. Small having minded. big, big power over the entire process. It's so ridiculous. Small-minded. You are rolling the dice sometimes. I, I imagine. If you've ever had a horrible Airbnb experience where it didn't match the thing, let us know. I'd be curious I'm about trying that. trying
0: to think if, we've ha- if I've had one that was horrible.
1: Maybe that one that we went to in, in Maine with your mom. Yeah, but that it was wasn't because horrible. we
0: made it horrible by giving it all kinds of weird voodoo. Because yeah. it really was Well, when you walk in and see
1: a poster that says House of the Devil, you might be a little...
0: You can create some bullshit in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just remember it had a really nice back
1: porch and... (laughs) This Airbnb, I may repeat myself next week, is the best Airbnb I've ever stayed in. And I, I don't know how...
0: I don't know, because to me, this, this one was comparable to the one we stayed in in Houston in a different trip that we went on. It, it had a good vibe. The, the person that was in char- the people that were in charge of it, mm-hmm. wanted to make it easy on people to be there.
1: It was a house about a mile away from the main house. drag. Huge house. Mm-hmm. Jacuzzi bathtub. Mm-hmm. Amazing mm-hmm. kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's got a record player yep. with this cool, eclectic choices mm-hmm. of records that you could listen to.
0: But you you took the time to actually go through the
1: the book... Oh, the book that they, like the rule book, the yeah. handbook of the house, house yeah. was this 150 page masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. And I don't you know, yes. it sounds excessive, but I mean, they have put so much care into delivering
0: and doing it right,
1: doing it right. Mm-hmm.
0: But you could see that they were having some sort of a pl- internal ordinance battle yeah. city, something was going on.
1: Now for the one thing I sit down and we'd driven the seven hours because we had added an hour to it. And I'm like, I'm much more tired than I expected to be. Mm -hmm. And then we start Googling like a places to go, you know, grab a drink, grab a snack and couldn't really find anything.
0: And I was like, yeah, no thanks.
1: And then I start looking through the record collection and, you know, between the Elvis and talking heads and I could go on and on. It's like, you said, you hungry? I'm like, not really. Well, then we don't need to go grab a meal. I have 17 bags of groceries. (laughs) <laughs> so let's just kind of create a snack and hey turn on the record and we just vibed out in the Airbnb yep and totally. I felt no like vacation guilt no nope. that was the thing about this trip that was notably different for me was that I'm typically we're doing a new thing and there are new experiences available and let's go yes. to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one so that we can cram them all in to say that we properly did whatever but this, you were like no no no, let's just vibe here yeah you feeling this vibe I see a jacuzzi bathtub in there I want to take advantage of.
0: Yeah. I want to enjoy this nice place that we picked to stay in. And and I did want to set the vibe. And I'm glad that you say that because I think that, that I was intentional about setting the vibe. You actually asked me as we set out on the trip, like got in the car and we're taking off. You're like, well, what are the intentions for this trip? And my intentions were to enjoy my time with you mm-hmm. and to take our time just having days off where we don't have anything but each other's company and the things that we love and just having this experience together. And so to me, a part of that is well gosh, I you paid for this nice short-term rental place that we have here. It's very nice. We brought some of our own food. It couldn't not be in more dog friendly. Life. No, yeah, exactly. I'm in the age of life where I'm not needing to rush off to like some dance club somewhere down there that I like and don't give And there wasn't a crap, one to go to, you know, about. <laughs> We were getting up early in the morning to go to the bathhouses. Mm-hmm. I really thought... The reason I keep bringing up the ordinance thing that you brought up again yeah. and how they you could tell battling about it here that they were battling here. about it there too is there was something about hot springs I kept saying over and over and over again that reminds me of Corpus Christi. Maybe Arkansas even for that matter, but certainly hot springs. It's like... All these resources available to you.
1: Mostly natural resources. All
0: these amazing mm-hmm. resources. Which is what Not we have Not only are they raising resources, but you have people all across the country, and the world for that matter, that say, Corpus Christi, that's the beach. Hot Springs, oh my God, what a cool place. But you get there, and it's like as if the people that live there are so busy infighting That they can't make anything real with the greatness that they have all around them.
1: That's my thing on Corpus Christi is like stop thinking small and start thinking larger. But how do we?
0: Well, and if you look back at any of the history of hot springs, you'll see that hot springs has gone through a lot of phases of ups and downs, and you know competing with Vegas. You know, to be the hot organized crime spot.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, the place for gambling, but the place except for that Vegas, success. it was
0: actually legal to gamble. And in Hot Springs, it's uh, it may be now because they've reestablished mm-hmm. things, and who knows exactly what the technical rules are. But back in the days, it was not legal to gamble in Arkansas ever to have the casinos that they had there it was not legal they
1: but it was still done it was still done it in the face of the so law so all
0: the ups and downs we'll of this in it whatever. and it reminds me it's like a corpus christi to me it's like god it's got so much potential and that's what we always say uh, I hate god it. it's got I so much potential i hate saying it potential. i hate hearing it yeah yeah.
1: At 8 a.m., we are going for the full bathhouse experience. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I'm going to get into a steam cabinet, and my head's going to be sticking out the top. For whatever reason, the image of me doing that just kept sticking in my mind is this is going to be so much fun. This is going to be so much fun. The first thing I noticed is there's five, six ladies in line as soon as this place opens, and one man, <laughs> me. We separate. I can't wait to hear about your experience. Mine at the very beginning was a guy, an attendant says, all right, here, this is be your locker. If you'll close that curtain, we just need you to disrobe, put all of your things into the locker. You'll have a key on your wrist and uh, just put this sheet around you. And I go, I guess I need to take everything off. I'm getting naked here. And uh, he goes, we want to see you as you came into this world. Go, okay, here we go. I've gotten massage. You massaged. said
0: that? You, I want to see you as you came into this world? Well, it's not... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> stand over there. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was more like, I'm all, Shh. yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I didn't bring it up. Uh, he was just basically saying that was his, you know, colloquial way of saying yes, uh, completely new. <laughs>
0: I had some kind of the same experience. I, I actually got to go up a floor. Mm -hmm. And so I got to get on the elevator that actually had to be run by an elevator person. Right. Right. So the lady who is the attendant for the locker room for the women comes down in the elevator. She then takes the elevator up, you know, makes it go up. We go up to the floor and then she tells me, this is your locker right here. And I go into my locker and she says, you know, take off. I say, all my clothes. She says, all your clothes. And then she goes, okay. And then what you'll do is turn around and face the lockers and then I'll open it up and I'll wrap you with a sheet. I said, okay. Oh, you got wrapped? I got wrapped. She wrapped me up with a sheet and then said, okay, come this way, you know, and then she took me to the back and then the lady who was my actual attendant throughout the whole thing. Right, I had Elvis. And she was like, okay, get into this bubbling tub here. Taking off my sheet and getting into this bubbly tub here. And now,
1: did you have like a claw-footed, old-fashioned tub like yes. I did? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That was the thing about this place. And, and it's why like we 800
0: chose... times bigger than me. So I'm like yeah. this little kid floating around <laughs> in this little tub, like boobs floating everywhere, you know? And this lady's walking in, looking at me. I'm like, oh God. Like, Well, I
1: meet <laughs> Elvis and he says, and it's, I mean, there's no like, preamble it's just he shuts the curtain he goes all right yeah uh, Pan me your sheet and get into the tub here we go <laughs> and i haven't been so naked in front of men since like i high school felt gym the class. same way you're saying
0: yeah like she, when she walked in and i'm like floating around in a tub naked i'm uh-huh. like this is weird yeah <laughs> like i'm an adult <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: so uh i do i hand him the sheet i'm like here we go i hand him the sheet and I get into the tub and he's explaining this line right here is directly from the waters. Mm-hmm. And they come out of the ground at 135 degrees, but it, that's way too hot for humans. So we, you know, cool it off with cooled off thermal water. It's not like city mm-hmm. water. You know, this is 100% thermal water to get it down to about 105, 110 and ten. Mm-hmm lean your head up i'm going to put this towel behind you a little cushion like a pillow Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll be back in about 20 minutes and i don't do meditations every morning like you do but i am saying okay i'm in this tub for 20 minutes healing waters thermal waters i'm alone i'm going to take every opportunity through every phase of this to just try to get into a meditative state
0: for me it was about being in the moment like having the experience and i said this last week's episode about feeling the energy of the space that I'm in. Like that's an important part to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here. Which was not
1: hard to do here because you're surrounded by this like original equipment. Yeah.
0: And I wanted to get the healing of it. Like I wanted to experience what it might be to feel like I've come here and I'm not well. And this place is here to heal me. Not Mm -hmm. that I wasn't well, but that this place is here for healing. And that's what I'm here for is for healing. So it was a really great experience as it relates to that. Then going from that, she came in and got me. And then, of course, everybody's in love with my red hair. Like, no matter where I go, I'm getting complimented on my red hair. So, of course, I'm in this place, and I'm, like, soaking wet, red hair, white towels. I'm like, girl, I'm about to leave red hair on everything. And she goes... (laughs) I love your red hair. It's amazing. And she goes, but I will tell you, you are not the first red haired lady that has come in here before. And so that was kind of fun just knowing. And then I go over and I get in my, my steam box thing. Wasn't the head. Like you talked about, it was a full steam machine. So they completely closed me into a steam machine. Well,
1: my next thing was a sits bath. Mm -hmm. Did you do that?
0: I did that, but that was after the
1: steam. Okay, so he hands me the towel to the next thing, which is a row of sits baths. Now, I've Mm -hmm. heard the term sits bath, but I just figured it was just like a abbreviated bath to hit the hot spots in a normal bathtub. No, back in that day, they had a sits bath, a bathtub that looks like a big porcelain sink on the floor.
0: Yeah, it looks like you're sitting your butt in the toilet. You know women when you tell men to put the toilet seat down?
1: And they sit down and they fall down in? Yeah, that's what this was. You're absolutely right. (laughs) So here I am squatted on the floor, nude. (laughs) This is when I felt the most naked. Because he hands me a hand towel to put over like my knees. And he goes, try not to get that wet. So he filled the sits bath with the hot (laughs) thermal water. And the point of this is lower back, glutes, isolated, healing. But it's all there. Like, I'm all there, right? Does anyone walking by can see it? And this is when the next dude who's doing this comes in. And that guy's got a f***ing bathing suit on underneath his sheet. <laughs> which I wouldn't have done because that is not the experience. But okay. But I did notice. I did notice as he walks by me, he, he glanced. He glanced. I <laughs> was scared of you. But he glanced. I'm sitting there going, this isn't exactly as good as it can be, by the way. I, there's a lot... <laughs> I might have meditated in that tub, but I'm very fully you aware not, of my nudity I mean, right you now. You were not
0: meditating at all. You were worried about what other people thought of you. And anyway, there was so one I mean, guy to think about you, and you thought about him. Now, what did about you get? You. That? you
1: had a steam thing because my steam thing was different.
0: It was just a room where he closed you. She closed us in. Then she takes me out of that and she points to the sits bath thing you're talking about, and she says, "Okay, now you sit down in that." And I go, well, "Hold
1: on, what was your steam thing?"
0: It was just a closet, like a steam closet. How long doors. were you in there? I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And then, so she points to the thing. I say, do I sit in that? And she goes, yep, you just sit down. And I go, well, with my sheet on? And she goes, well, you can take your sheet off. Oh, and my I go, sheet had been
1: taken away from me before I even had oh. that decision. <laughs>
0: i go i don't think i'm brave enough to sit cuz this is like you said like out in the middle of everything yes i'm like i don't think i'm brave enough to sit in that without my you know like i so you I'm, just... and i'm very brave like i talk about myself on this podcast as if like i would walk around nude anywhere and anybody could care you know like uh-huh. and it's not to say that i haven't done uh, a flash or two you know so it's not like i'm scared yeah, Stay tuned. but this is weird like this is like i can't just yeah. sit here in the and city. and the other dude like... comes in with a bathing
1: suit on i'm like is is even weirder hi i'm the naked guy (laughs) you decided not to be yeah here it is (laughs) have a look oh this hand towel is on my knees i can't get it wet anyway
0: Uh, it was an experience so
1: then i went so then i go to the steam cabinet next and he goes as i'm getting into it you know who was in this steam cabinet (laughs) i go who babe ruth then uh, it's it's exactly that. It's a box. I'm sitting down on a bench that's inside the box. And then there's a front doors and then top doors so that there literally is a hole. He plugs the space between my neck and the hole with a towel. Mm-hmm. And I try to get into that. It's not hot, uncomfortable. I don't like this. It's just this is going to be a purging. You know, a sauna. It's a sauna mm-hmm. for your entire body. No, a
0: sauna, it's a steam room.
1: Right. But mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. for just you mm-hmm. it was very nice mm-hmm. it was very fun what was next in, in the ladies area
0: i got to have the hot towels and the cold towel on my head
1: you were you lying was, on a table like yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i was covered doing.
0: in very very hot towels wrapped
1: in hot towels though. yeah
0: and then after that i got to go over to the shiatsu massage right area that was i think an additional part that you had added on yeah
1: well, we so. we just got the full experience. Yeah, they had yeah. a full experience package, and that's what we got.
0: Yeah, and that was really nice. And that was my first chance to I had talked a little bit to the gal that I had been with before. We got actually got a chance to talk about cast iron. And I told her about your love of cast iron because she, you know, she was asking me like, you know, well, what do you do? And then I told her what I did. And then she's like, oh, nobody in my, I like to garden, but nobody in my house will eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, you need to try cast iron, you know, just like this, like, you know, yeah. the whole conversation Making that, conversation. you know, you might have with someone, but it was kind of getting, it was interesting to get to know somebody that is, you know, like a local, right. like, and along the way we did meet quite a few people that we had to talk to, like you
1: know, well, levels. Elvis took me over to my shiatsu guy, David, and uh, David takes me into the room. How is
0: it that you are the person that never rem- remembers anyone's names, and for some reason right now you can remember these because people's I names? Because I consciously
1: tried to get into a meditative state to enjoy the moment, Aislinn.
0: That doesn't make you anything better about you. Uh,
1: it just means that I was able to capture every single detail so that I could recount it now.
0: Hmm. We did our little fun tippy thing where you put tips in a little envelope. You write their names on it and you slip it in a little thing. That was fun.
1: Man, I was loosey-goosey when that thing was over. I was ready to go hiking through the National Forest. It's right behind the bathhouses when we were done.
0: Let's go find a Bloody Mary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think one of the hardest hikes was, (laughs) the. I guess, because of... Where it was in the process of the hike. Yeah, the know, and elevation, it elevation. It
1: was just, you got up to a higher area, but the trip from the street level to that higher area was very inclined.
0: It was serious. It's like, wow. Oh, well, yeah.
1: But that was fantastic. That was a beautiful, kind of like a primer hike. Yeah. For what we were about to get into. Yeah. And that began a trend of you noticing dead trees
0: yeah like well what happened was is that i saw this amazing tree that had fallen down and i'm in love with mushrooms yeah
1: you're doing a mushroom thing right now.
0: well i have i kind of always have been but as i've begun to understand more and more about the soil health then i began to understand more about fungi my mycelium and the connectivity and basically like Humans are not going to be able to exist without their best friends, the mycorrhizal fungi. And so I've gotten obsessed with it. Here I see this beautiful lichen growing on this tree. And then I notice that it's this massive dead tree trunk. And I walk up to it. And at this point, I'm like looking at it and touching it and smelling it. And, and then I look up at Joe and I go, this tree is so dead, it's covered in life. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my god, it's like I opened up a whole new world of information in my brain and da 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 blah blah blah. Anyways, it became all philosophical about life and death for like, you know, several days afterwards, based on just this idea of like this massive amount of death all around you with life growing on. It was it.
1: the first time that we took Kai Shan on a hike. He mm-hmm. did so good, he was up for any adventure that we wanted to have.
0: Yeah. He was so fun. He loved it.
1: And then when we're mapping our route back to the main drag there, we went a different way that's gonna spit you. Into the back of a hotel, the only mm-hmm. hotel that has the thermal waters available to any guest. Like, in other words, if you stay in this hotel, you don't even have to go to the bathhouse to take a bath in the thermal waters. The tap water is the thermal waters. Mm-hmm. But we walked into a, like, the closed portion and somehow made our way inside. And we opened the door and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the Shining Hotel.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's get out of here. So, (laughs) kidding. So we um, make our... It was
0: just a view of kind of some of the stuff I've been talking about. And then... What do you mean? All this amazing, like, major, huge, massive, luxury hotel that was all, like, just broken down and closed Mm -hmm. and secluded. Like, something had happened there once.
1: Right. And then we just went walking. Yeah. In Hot Springs. And it was such a fun adventure. Yeah.
0: I bought a Stetson. You guys, wait till you see it. It is so nice.
1: I remember there was a door open, had great music pouring out of it. We stuck our head in, and you know, of course, I'm on the trek for lo- the local beers. When I'm in a place, one of the ways I connect with it is to enjoy the local beers, local breweries, anytime that I can.
0: And there's just there was just a vibe about this place, and I just walked right in. Mm-hmm. I just walked right in, <laughs> sat down, was like, yep. This is... I'm going to have well, a drink a, here. There was
1: a big dog on yeah. the floor that liked yeah. our dog. And then we kept walking. There was a distillery a half a mile away, so we set out for this distillery because you can't drink local beer, so let me have a local cocktail. Mm-hmm. Set our money on the table to have two tastings mm-hmm. of a moonshine distillery.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I have no real experience with how moonshine is made. So I hadn't even thought ahead and you know this is a part of the new transition of me understanding is liquor of course some liquors made with wheat right you know and so some she starts some is made with potatoes
1: some is made with rice yeah mm-hmm. so she
0: starts making the you know
1: going into her spiel
0: yeah and says wheat and I'm like oh Oh gosh, I'm actually glad that you told me that. Um, I can't participate anymore.
1: I'm on vacation. There's absolutely no reason why I need to be.
0: Yeah. So then I got to watch you potential problem. Drink moonshine, and and what did you think, Joe?
1: Little thimble glasses of six or seven different moonshines.
0: I would say they were like the kind of like communion glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a (laughs) a Baptist
1: Lord's supper, (laughs) grape juice, no wine, please. (laughs) What did I think? I think I didn't buy anything at the gift shop on the way out. It was, each one was sweeter than the next. We have maple bacon next. Mm-hmm. I, I, gross. Well, it is good on ice cream. Well, do you have any ice cream?
0: Purple and pink. Okay, so we and have um, that
1: experience. Then <laughs> you had noticed a Mezcal
0: I'm not, bar well, I had. slash
1: restaurant. Yes. And you're like, that distillery totally dissed me. Let's go to the Mezcal place. And it was
0: fantastic. And I didn't even understand what exactly was happening there. But when I opened up the menu and looked, there were like 200 mezcals on their menu. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I've hit the mezcal utopia.
1: I don't want to spend too much time in it, so I'll hit the gong. What is the difference between mezcal and tequila?
0: Yeah. I order a mezcal Maria, basically. It's like a Bloody Mary with tequila in it. And as... And it comes out with like... I said,
1: you just ordered the stupidest drink in the whole place.
0: And I was and I, like...
1: No, I didn't. And then it came out.
0: And I was like, this is the stupidest drink in the whole place. <laughs> but it was the coolest shit ever. It was almost as if they had put an entire charcuterie board on top of the drink. You've all seen the pictures. If you haven't were, already,
1: you will see them. There was hot dogs and pickles and shrimp and... and no hot
0: dogs. There <laughs> were
1: Cheetos and... No, mean, there
0: it, was no Cheetos. It was
1: spilling out. It was a meal in a glass... Of course, we'd already ordered our queso and our guacamole and our salsa.
0: Which was all good. They did a pretty good job. Yeah, I was thinking to myself,
1: what is the Tex-Mex going to be like in Arkansas? But it turned out really, really well. Then we got three shots of mezcal Mm. with a Bloody Mary shrimp thing as the fourth Uh shot, like a Uh flight. Uh And one of them was, again, I'm just getting into mezcal. You've been doing a little more research. One of them was George Clooney's and one of them was... From this region, of smoky. Illegal
0: and... is my favorite so far. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was really good. But that set us up for... Um,
0: time to go home. Yeah, and... time to go home. But
1: before <laughs> we do, you're like, I saw some candied apples yesterday. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 and yeah. And I
1: want to get a candied apple I was to obsessed. enjoy at the Airbnb, yes. where we intend on spinning more records, maybe making a snack, but we've eaten well, and we've drank well, and let's just go prepare to move on to the next leg of the trip.
0: I said, I'll just walk down there to it with him. And then you drive the car around, go get the car, drive around, pick me up. And then we'll, I'll just go in and then we'll leave from there. But I've got the dog with me because I'm walking. So I've got him just in my hands and I walk inside this place and it's like closing time. It's not like, you know, early in the day. This is literally the only place where they were offended that I would come in with a dog.
1: When the store to the left that's selling this and the restaurant to the right, I has had no not, problem.
0: I had not been in one single place. Signs that
1: had, on doors everywhere. Pet, pet friendly. Pet, friendly. Pet, yeah.
0: I mean, and people would say they'd look at him and they'd go, we're a pet friendly restaurant. Like they were real purposeful about, yeah. we're a pet friendly restaurant, you know? And this one was like, you can't have that in here, ma'am. Well, okay. You know. You
1: text me, where are you? Can you yeah. come get the dog? Because so I go
0: out and night
1: Rather I, than boycott this place, I saw those candied apples again. Exactly. I really, really want one.
0: You know, and I'm not intending on boycotting things, and I'm sor- seriously not intending on being a Karen up in every place that I am.
1: Yeah, as cancel culture continues to unfurl, I just really want no part of any of it.
0: Yeah, but I, I feel like that there's a lot of things, especially in this situation. I walk back in the place. And Alone, without the dog. Yeah, and there's no, um, there's one other person buying, and I know a candy shop in any kind of like tourist area is going to be popular no matter what.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, did they have the wall of candy? You can get your runts, and you can get your. No, they didn't have that, but they had
0: ice, lots of ice cream, things that people would be on vacation would stop to get. Mm -hmm. The gentleman had gone down that had spoke to me. And there was a lady, but then I was going to check out the lady that was helping me, an older lady that was helping me get my apple, and then I was going to check out. And I thought, I have got to say something to them in the most polite way. I have got to figure out how to say this without being ugly, without being confrontational. And I just looked at the person who was checking me out, who looked like probably the granddaughter at the age, just at about the age to help grandma and grandpa out at the store. Sure. And I said, I don't know if you know this, but... You would have just lost a customer on any other day. Now, you might not care about that, but there's not a single place that I've been in this town that didn't allow me to have my dog with me. And the lady or the man, one of them said, It is against the ordinance. Hmm. I said, Well, like I said, there was not a single other place in this town that told me no. And she goes, Well, we wouldn't want to report them, but, and I said, I think it's possible that maybe you need to relook at the ordinance again, or maybe you don't understand what your actual customer base needs. Because safety wise, I would have had to just leave if I didn't have today in this particular situation, my car right outside the door, because we were about to drive off. And I said, and eventually that will catch up with your business. And that's all I can say, you know, because it's like anything else, like, if you're a restaurant that serves nothing gluten free and half the world is now gluten intolerant because we've poisoned ourselves with bad meat then no one can eat at your restaurant anymore like these are the types of things that are changing and occurring and without people saying I can't eat your food I feel like I can't shop in your shop because I'm on vacation and I've got my tiny little dog with me and
1: you wanted your freaking candy apple I wanted my apple preach it I know that
0: it's challenging and confrontational places to not get all riled up and let your ego be in charge and all of those types Mm -hmm. of things but the more you practice at it, the better you get at it.
1: I had such a fantastic time in Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. I believe that you and I can bloom anywhere that we're planted for one
0: thing. Absolutely. And I can appreciate the history and mm-hmm. I can appreciate the, everyone the beauty. Was,
1: everyone was friendly. It, it was
0: great. I it, loved it was it. wonderful. I loved it. I loved all the people I met there. I loved all the staff I met there. Yeah. I loved every piece of
1: it. And when we post about this this week, I'll put the link to our Airbnb. Mm hmm because if you're in hot springs i mean like I, I we are creating an itinerary for you to do a thing yeah. if you go to hot springs you stay at this airbnb yeah you go for those hikes do the bathhouse thing
0: do a few things where you don't ask for permission and you might get
1: told no sure <laughs> and this was the most urban part of the trip because yep. next week we'll continue and it gets rural and it gets isolated <laughs> and it gets off road and it gets fun
0: did i mention we used the waterford
1: we use the water for <laughs> Let's bring this episode home with our random question of the week.
0: This random question doesn't seem very random, Joe. What are you talking about? You told me asked me that question. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you this question, but I think it's a good one. Where do you want to go on our next vacation?
1: On the way home, you did remind me, I have created a life in agriculture, which means that I can really only vacation these two times of year. Now, I believe that you're That is
0: until I have a nice full staff of people that can help me manage things.
1: So if you consider that we did all of this late January into early February, Mm -hmm. because your next vacation is kind of locked and loaded, which would be in the July-August area.
0: Yep. I'm going to Kauai with my daughter for her high school graduation trip. Just the two of you? Yep.
1: So you're talking about next year, this time.
0: So next January. Okay. Which Here's means that theory. weather has to
1: be a factor. Well,
0: yeah. So I. Uh, so this was the thing when you asked me this before. I have a whole theory. Okay. If you're in January, right, and you're not going to fly. I mean, I'll have flown to Hawaii by then, so I may be up for flying yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't think
1: we said right? that this time. We just did not want to fly on this trip.
0: No, that's the thing. When the vaccination card stuff started happening, it did change things. Because at least before it was like, okay, well, you can get on a plane as long as you wear a mask. And I'm like, okay, fine. And not, I'm not getting into the conversation about vaccinations. That's not what I'm here to talk about. Who's gotten them? Who hasn't gotten them? Whether we have, whether we haven't. Whether it's
1: right to or wrong exactly. to. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah.
0: It has more to do with the fact that I have a problem with the idea that I can't get on a plane and fly to a state in my country that I choose to without having a card that gives me permission to do that, which tells you what I've done with my own personal health care. Let me see your papers. I have an issue with that. And so, um, and I'm completely okay with saying that I have an issue with that. Right. Okay. Well then we can where can we road trip to? And like and you, we said
1: last week, I mean, it takes you two days to get from where we live to the tip of Texas anyway, depending on which direction you're going. In.
0: Yeah, a solid eight to 10 hours or 12, mm-hmm. depending on where you're going. So to like, the from west us.
1: is big, big Bend. Yep. But to the east, mm-hmm. you You can get out
0: of Texas.
1: Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia, Florida mm-hmm. might be a little too far, mm-hmm. Mississippi, Louisiana, all kinds of places that you and I have not discovered or adventured together
0: so if you're road tripping from corpus christi through texas Mm -hmm. in january Mm -hmm. you got to go you got to be considerate of the weather right if you're flying then you can go places that are warm
1: go to the bahamas right go anywhere
0: you want to those are your parameters okay go
1: okay weather wise i just don't know how it would work because i we have friends that live in the northwest united states that yeah, are I don't showing want to go there in January. So, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Who's answering the question first? Okay, you go. The next trip I would love to go on with you, and the weather may not be right for it this time next year, would be to fly into San Francisco and continue our road trip. Yeah, we went from San Diego to San Francisco. Now we go to San Francisco and continue all the way up to Seattle or whatever, you know, whatever the destination would be up north.
0: Do you know when it was that we went there and did that the last you time? You know I've
1: got no mind. For it
0: that. was in June. Do you remember that it was actually kind of cold, except for the one time we went back over the mountain?
1: It was chilly, yeah.
0: I'm not going there in January.
1: Oh, when it's even colder? No, that. When it's snowing? <laughs> no. If we do the two-day destination road trip, I would love to go with you to New Orleans would be the destination.
0: Yeah, yeah, we haven't done New Orleans And we together. can do
1: the college station stop with the boys on the way over there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If we're flying somewhere... I think I'd want to do like a Belize type thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too.
1: Beach, but primitive. And I know that Belize is probably since, you know, it used to be primitive, has been a little more built out and all. Rainforest-like zip lining up at the top of the tree canopy and beaches and getting deep into cultural food that would be available in a completely different part of the world.
0: I feel like I've heard recently that Belize has become a very, very scary place to go to.
1: If Belize isn't the place, I know we can find something similar. What about you?
0: I want to go to Bali. That's my, if that's I'm flying just, that's somewhere. That's just
1: not a short trip.
0: No, it's not. But you know what? If you're going to do it, if you're going to do a long trip the way I do them, then January, February is not a bad time to do a long trip mm. somewhere. And if we stay on a road trip, which is what I think will actually happen, is okay. the road trip, because I think that that's probably in terms of timing and budgets and the fact that I'll have already just been to Hawaii I'm saying like, I'd like to look at some of the national parks and stuff like that in the Mississippi area. Okay. I've never been on the ground in Mississippi. I've driven through Mississippi, Yeah. but I've never like stayed in Mississippi. Okay. I'm not. Uh,
1: I wonder if we could work a night, maybe two nights in New Orleans on the way to Mississippi.
0: Is that how it works?
1: You mean geography? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this perfect trip well thank you so much for listening to another episode of dinner table talks we will be back next monday with a fresh episode in the meantime hit
0: us up on social media send us an email dm us whatever we want to hear from you
1: and we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you